Love to be great as a reminder of your freedom in Christ as a mom and a working mom. What will change for you if you were to crush the fear of success and failure? Again, I'm going to repeat this question again. What will change for you if you were to crush the fear of success and failure? Today, I want to talk about this topic. What will change for you as a mother? If you were to overcome the fear of success, overcome the fear of failure. So many of us wear many hats during the day as mom. And overcoming the fear of failure and the fear of success can be unthinkable for most of us, at least I would say I was there. Well, what if I tell you that there's actually a remedy for it? a remedy for that kind of affair. See, for the most part of my life, I, str I struggled with the fear of failure and the fear of success as a mom, as a wife, even like with the work I love to do, I was afraid. I was afraid to succeed and I was so afraid to fail. So, here is the horrible part of it. I was stuck between the two. I was stuck between the two. I, I couldn't go, I couldn't fail. I was so afraid of failure. So I do just enough to not call myself at least a failure. And then I do just enough not to go to the success realm too because there is a fear of failure. What if the success is not, is, is a fluke? What if I don't success though? I don't want to fail, right? So therefore I stay the safe place that I found myself was in the middle, negotiating with fear and staying a mediocre and still being crushed by fear with anxiety. If I just dare to move that way, anxiety will attack me. If I dare to move success, oh my goodness, Anxiety will attack me. So the best place is to stay in the middle. That was what I thought that was possible for everybody. But today I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with you what helped me to overcome that kind of a fear. And I hope that you will take a hold of it today. So let's kind of talk about where we are now as a mom. You are probably afraid of your marriage, your, the future of your marriage. Uh, parenting skill could, or, you know, can be scary. And in a world like this, how can I actually raise a successful child, right? How can I even encourage my teenagers, you know, that he would do well when he is in this kind of environment or when, when my, when my teenager, is, she is feeling this way, how could I even be? How can I even dare to say that, right? A lot of us found our, find ourselves in those kind of uh, area. Or your fear is probably finance or your fear is probably uh, the work that you love to do, but oh, I, you know, I can't do it. 
or even you don't even love the work, you know, the work you do, but you barely are trying to manage it. And there is a fear of success and there is a fear of failure in that workplace too. So you go home, there is a fear of success and failure. You go and, and uh, 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 you know, out in the market or in the home, in your marriage, in your parenting. I mean, this thing shows up everywhere in your finance. It's called the fear of success and the fear of failure. It is a horrible um, slave master, really. So we found, you probably found yourself in that and you probably found, you know, say like me, if I could just manage my anxiety, if I could just balance, right? The word balance is used a lot. You know, I don't know how and what sense we use it, but sometimes it's about like managing the fear, managing the fear. So just if we could just stay in the middle, managing our anxiety, I would be peaceful. Oh, I would be so glad. How do I know all these things? Because I lived it. I lived it. So what happened is it was, I was under the bondage. I mean, most moms are, 93% of moms are stressed and overworked. I mean, research shows that. So we are under that with, there is like fear is there. Stress is there. So crushing it, crushing the fear of success and crushing the fear of failure was way far from my mind at that time. I'll tell you that. So most of you are probably in that place, in that place. So many times, this is what I used to do. Many times I will make like a plan regardless of, you know, the fear, you know, how the self-improved, you know, teaching and the gurus and all the, you know, the successful people, what the, you know, we are told just, just you do it. And, and I believe in that too. You just have to take a step and then do it. But here is what at least I found for myself. I would do it. I would take action and then I freeze. <laughs> I freeze because that is still that banner over me is fear, okay? So I will still like freeze and getting, you know, you know anxious about it. Okay, well, at, at least, you know, I made this far, so I'm okay. So I just kind of like calm myself with that thought and, and, to, and just try to manage the anxiety again, right? And then... And then try to catch up my breath and then try to do one more steps if I dare to do it. Otherwise, the anxiety will come and then everything, what if, what if, what if everything push me again in my corner? Do you see, do you see what this thing is doing to us? So I will go two step, maybe go, you know, two step forward once, you know, three step backward or one step back. So it was like, that kind of life for years, years, years in and out. Did I make the increment by stepping out? Yes, I did. But here's a question. Is that really what Jesus died for me? Is that, is that all? Is that all what Jesus did for me? Or did I receive a half-size Christ? I received full Christ. 
then why can't I enjoy the fullness that was promised for me? This was the huge question in me. Or like negotiating in that place. Okay, I, I manage my anxiety. I'm okay. I'm balanced now. You know, I can live, you know, a week or so or a month like this. And then it comes back again if I dare to move this way. Is that negotiation really a peace? Can peace and fear be at the same place? Isn't Christ the prince of peace? Is he trying to share the same space in my heart with fear and that? I mean, who's in charge? Who's in throne here? Definitely for me, it was a fear was in throne. Even though I worship God, even though I read my Bible every single day, even though I went to church, even though I fasted and prayer, fear was in a place and limiting my success and limiting watching my feet. So those questions really, really helped me to go deeper and find out what is it that died, Christ died for me? And, and how can I access that freedom? My goodness, he, he died for our freedom. How can I actually access that freedom and actually bring it home and, 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 and experience it in my marriage, experience it in my, in my parenting, experience it in my work, experiencing it in my, with my clients, experiencing it in my social life and, and my career and my, and, and my finance. How, how <laughs> you know, you see what I'm saying? How do you do that? How do you do that? And those questions drove me to the scripture. The remedy is found in the word of God. And I will do my best to unveil or reveal this truth for you because this is a huge, a huge key for most of us. I know that. So before I read the scripture that actually unlock and crushed the power of um, uh, fear of failure and fear of success. I'm going to read one, one, one scripture because that scripture is going to actually help you to receive what I'm about to say. It's Hebrew 4.12. I'm reading it from a passion version and it reads like this. When I read this, I want you to imagine the words as you listen to what the word of God is saying about the word of God what the word of God is saying about the word of God. You can say that what Jesus is saying about himself because the word is Jesus. I want you to listen it with that lens, with that mind, okay? So Hebrew 4, 12 in the Passion says, for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mouthed, sword, it will even penetrate to the very core of our being where souls and spirit and bones and marrow meets. And guess what? It interprets, it reveals the true thoughts and the secret motives of our 
heart. That is Hebrew 4.12. You know what this means to me? In the, in, in the topic that we're discussing, when I read the scripture, what I'm about to read you, the scripture, that's exactly what it did. It went to the very bottom of the root problem where this fear thing was controlling my life, where anxiety was coming. And what did Jesus actually do for me? Did I receive like a half Christ or half size Christ? Or what the hell is going in me? How come I cannot experience the freedom that Jesus died for me? That question that mysterious place, it went down into that core, in the core of me, and it brought revelation, understanding. It made clarity key, confusion went out, and helped me to stand on the rock, Jesus, the rock, and say bye-bye to fear of success, and fear of failure. And this is how it went. So I want you to have that mindset from that's the angle we're going. So the remedy is found. The remedy for fear of success and fear of failure is found in Romans 6. I don't have the time to read all of it, but I'm going to read the portion of it, the main portion of it, the meat of it. Everything is meat there, by the way. <laughs> Just go ahead and read it in a passion version. And that is where the remedy, and I will do my best to unpack this in a very short time here. So in Romans 6, it talks about how Jesus was buried as me and you. He was also re resurrected as me and you. He didn't have to die. I mean, he didn't sin. He was pure. He came for that purpose, to die for me and you. So he was buried, but... When he was buried as me, I was buried as him, with him, okay? As him. He was buried as me, and I was buried with him. That's the concept there. And then when he resurrected, guess what? I also resurrected, and the old me stayed in the grave. The old Jesus didn't rose up. He came up that crucified and bitten and hit by by you know in you know injustice and sin that you know that bruise and that bloody that that tore up body still there and he rose up in a in a new way a fresh body a fresh man a fresh you know new in the newness of life he rose up he resurrected and he did that for us representing us that's who we are so the idea that I didn't understand that whole thing, how that played with fear. See, the old me is dead. The old me is fearful. The old me is about fear of failure. Either way, either you go to success or this, there's a fear of fear, fear, failure. And that part of me was the old me. So what the scripture is telling me is, that part of you, Addy, you are dead. The Bible says, consider yourself, you are dead. So just like you receive Jesus into your heart by faith, you have to receive this truth by faith. When you receive it, this truth that I'm just telling you, that I'm, I'm, what I'm about to read is going to go full of energy, like with a two-mouth sword, 
it's going to penetrate your soul. It's penetrate, penetrating all that confusion and, and harassment of you know, fear. And then it will give you the revelation. And the word in Romans 6, I'm going to read it from 4 to 11, and it says this. Sharing his death by our baptism means that we were co-buried with him so that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, guess what? We were also raised with him. And when we were co-created, uh, and, and we have co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. For since we were permanently grafted with him to experience death, remember he died as me, so I died with him. And now then we are permanently grafted into his, into him experiencing the resurrection like his, a new life that it imparts. So there's, there's an, so what's my point here? The new Addy, the old Addy that was under the banner of fear that was limited with fear of success and fear of failure is buried. She never, so I consider her as, in, as, as she was alive. That's exactly how I lived it. But now I consider that part of me is dead with Christ. I am a new creation in Christ. Now, I don't think about that fear. I, I remind that when it comes, go back to the grave, that, that, that part of me is dead. I am a new creation. Now I go to Christ and I say, Christ, you have, thank you for delivering me from this slave master that limited my life. Now I want to experience what is the new me like? What is this new life that you, you created for me? What is that? What, what is it that you wanted to be for me? I start to talk like that with God. And sure enough, I start to experience his solid life. So it actually refreshed my relationship with Christ. And then it actually, I, I start to experience this new life that, that he gave me, the freedom that he gave me. And that's exactly where your freedom lies. That's the remedy. So I don't have to negotiate with that. I don't have to deal with it. That part of me is dead. It is the only time that thing actually come and rain on me is when I consider it, it is not dead. And the way to keep it in the grave is by thinking the new you in Christ. It's almost like light, right? If you go to the, a room that is dark, the only way you bring light is by turning off the light. The light will chase away the darkness. Same thing. You turn on your new creation in Christ, and you turn on by, the, by that, you are keeping that old, fearful thing in the grave. The only, the only time it gets the power over you is when you consider it, it is not in the grave. It is still raining in you, then obviously it will rain. But that part of us is dead. We are a new creation of Christ. And there, there's freedom. 
there, there's success. There, there's enjoyment. So now you can be a radiant wife. You can be a radiant mom. You can be a radiant businesswoman, radiant career woman, whatever you call it, whatever God has for you. Freedom is here. Grab it and run with it. I look forward to talk to you next week. I will probably come back with more scripture to reestablish this truth, but I totally you know, enjoyed this. I hope this is giving you some value. And um, just look at the, some, some of the links down here and then see what would serve you and click one of the links and connect with us. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.